Hey, Win Nation, producer Mark here. Hey, real quick, before we jump into this episode, I have a favor to ask. Can you do me a really, really simple favor? Go into where you listen to your podcast and give us a five-star rating and leave us a simple review. It doesn't have to be complicated. Just say something nice or say something you like about the show. But what that does is it helps us get the word out about Start With A Win and reach more people. Every day is filled with choices. You're here because you're choosing to start with a win. Get ready to be inspired, learn something new, and connect with the Win Nation. And coming to you from someplace near Remax World Headquarters in Denver, Colorado, it's Adam Kato, CEO with Start With a Win. You know, you, you and I have been talking a lot about traits of high-performing leaders, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and we've we've broken it down to six particular traits of high performing leaders. What do you say we uh, let's, let's dive into at, this? Yeah, let's get into this. Let's let's break it up into a two part series. So we're going to go into okay. three of them this episode, and then three the next Ooh, episode. Create that hook. People got to come back to f- close the story loop. You know. Well, I hope they come back. All you people in Win Nation, you. That's right. Should be coming back for more, our friends. So. And thank you, Win Nation. Uh, we crossed the ten thousand download mark a month, which is awesome. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! Yeah. That's so so fantastic. But yeah, yeah let's do- jump in because we have a lot of listeners who are leaders, right? They uh, lead their yeah. brokerages, they lead their businesses, they lead a team. They, geez, I mean, I sometimes I feel like I'm leading my family. You know, I got kids and whatnot, and so uh, I think this is one of those things that can never get old, and that we always need to be reminded of. So I love that you've broken this into to six parts because it's easily digestible. So all right, okay, here's the first one. Mindset matters. Number one is mindset matters. So, I mean, really the big question here is, did you jump out of bed fired up because it's Monday? Or did you have a mindset? I mean, good for you. I love it. Even though this is not airing on a Monday, how did you jump out of bed this morning for crying out loud? On this Wednesday, I, uh, two feet on the ground, just ready to rock. All right. Was there a smile on your face? And (laughs) And my gym bag bag pre-packed. Ooh, you have been listening to my show, my friend. <laughs> I, Wait a I'm living the show. <laughs> you are the producer. So, I mean, this is, this is incredibly important because the mindset is a combination of your attitude and your values. Mm-hmm. So, if you don't have these two things to focus on in your leadership, then you're really missing this foundation of all the rest of these, you know, the, the next five. There's a reason why this is number one. This is number one because this is the foundation to this skyscraper of leadership you're building here. So, mm. you know, and, and I want to break these two things down. So, okay. first of all, let's talk about your attitude. How do you view challenges? Do you have this can-do attitude or a why-should-I attitude? Half full, half, half empty kind of. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, have you, do, do you know anybody out there who's like, uh, if I have to? Oh, yeah, totally. You know, uh, I mean, come on. I hope that person's not a leader, right? Yeah, I hope so. What? But sadly, there are leaders like that. But hey, you need to change if you're that leader. Yes, this I mean, is your I, opportunity I mean, to make a difference. So here's the thing: it's time to hold up the mirror, folks. Mm-hmm. What does your attitude say about you as a leader? Does it say that you are unstoppable? There's nothing you can't do, even if you're going to fail. It's okay because you know what failure is. It's an opportunity to do it again mm. and to do it better. And so you've got that attitude or you've got this attitude of, uh, bummer. All right, I'm done. And, and a lot of people just, they give up at the final mile. 
and and he's just you can't do that there's you know there are all these different concepts there's three feet from gold where you know you've you own this this gold mine you're digging you don't ever find anything next guy comes in and buys it and digs three more feet and he's the biggest gold mine in history things like that that's really what leadership is like it's about attitude of i'm going to keep going and i'm going to keep doing this i'm going to make my adjustments and if i have to make pivots that's great but i'm not going to stop because you're only a failure if you quit trying Hmm. and your attitude has everything to do with it so you gotta have a can-do attitude people's mindset determines their outcome it determines their outcome that's the attitude you gotta have this mindset where you hit the you know your feet hit the floor and you're like i cannot wait to go after the biggest challenge i have today Hmm. and if you think that way you're going to be a great leader and people are going to go i like where that person's head at head is at i'm gonna go with them so so that's half of it that's half a mindset the other half what are your guiding principles what are your guiding principles these are your values what are you what are your values of being a human being what are your values in your business your principles and standards of behavior and Mm. it should be something you can easily talk about so i mean i i know what our company values are more m-o-r-e Deliver to the max, be customer obsessed, do the right thing, and everybody wins. I mean, it's that easy. You should be able to recite your values as a business leader for your organization very, very effectively and very quickly so somebody can go, totally makes sense. I understand where you stand. Hmm. So you combine those two things together, and you are unstoppable. I I love uh, what you said. That What did you say? You can't fail unless you give up. You only fail if you quit. You, you only fail if you quit. I love that because um, that this is it just perpetuates motivation. Where it's totally. like, listen, if I don't give up right now, I haven't failed technically. So let's keep pushing. Exactly. All right. So that, that's part one, Mark. Part one. Oh, get your sure. mindset. Oh, I want to add one more thing on to step one. Uh-oh. So let's do a step one point five here. Oh, okay. Right. There, there's a difference between uh, an abundant mindset and a, and a mm. limited mindset. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we've got this can-do attitude. We've got this this set of values. Now, things aren't always going to go your way. And there's always going to be a headwind, okay? You might put on your running shoes to go run, and it's raining outside. Does that mean you quit? No. Do Do you let external circumstances determine your outcome, or do you let your decision to continue to win determine your outcome? Hmm. So who do you blame for challenges? Do you blame people and society and things like that or you just go challenges are just part of the game right that's currency that makes that end result more valuable to me yeah stop making excuses right i hate excuses you got it excuses are just rationalized failure and you're you're just sitting there trying to figure out reasons not to go do it get rid of those but um we have to have an abundant mindset i can i am i will and go do it. And and really that's a big difference between a lot of successful people and unsuccessful is unsuccessful people stop at the first challenge. They mm-hmm. stop at the first challenge. They're like, this is too hard. No, you just paying your dues to get there. That's right. All right. Number so, two. All right. Number two, emotional intelligence. Oh, so I talked I, about this before. Oh yeah. I love this emotional intelligence, you know, EI EQ, however you want to put it out there. Ultimately, This is one of the critical pieces that people forget most frequently. In fact, coaches 
say this is the number one piece of advice that you should give to a leader is control your emotions. So emotional intelligence, it's, it's really defined loosely as how you recognize and leverage yours and other person's feelings and how you leverage this knowledge and behavior to manage relationships and decisions. So instead of just thinking about the task or the process, think about the people and the feelings. This is really interesting because a, a good question to ask somebody in business is not what do you sell, but who do you serve? And that is truly understanding emotional intelligence of your business and of your customer. And then as a leader, you ask yourself, who do you serve, right? Is that, is that exactly correct? Like exactly. in that you, you're serving your people, right? So that they can then serve well. That's it. That's it. So really, once you see others' emotions and recognize where, where they're coming from, it's easier for you to come alongside them and lead. You're not trying to push them. You're trying to influence them. You're trying to help them. By harnessing their emotions, you can then solve problems and make progress on things. So, you know, the big question is, how do you regulate your emotions? So I actually have a five-step process for how do you regulate your emotions? You want to hear it? I, yes. Okay, awesome. <laughs> All right, so, so the first thing you need to do is have self-awareness. Take notice. Okay, pretty obvious, right? Yeah. Take notice. We have self-awareness. Here's where a lot of people fall off, is they're not really self-aware. They're more just responding out of emotion instead of being self-aware and then taking the second step of self-regulation. Fear, worry, doubt. Yeah, impulsiveness. Mm -hmm. Just so, responding to those things. Exactly. More, more of a reaction to things. So, so your first step is self-awareness, taking notice. Second step is self-regulation, which is assess and align. So assess their emotions, assess your emotions, and align those emotions. Now, you have to do the alignment a lot of times because they're not aware a lot. The, the mm -hmm. person you're dealing with in your, your emotional intelligence may not be aware of what their emotions are and what yours are. So, so what, what do you mean by align? So I've, I've assessed my emotions on something, and then I look at the other person and assess their emotions, and then I align myself. What, what does that mean, and how, how do we practically do that? So here, here's a good example. Are they operating from a position of fear or a position of love? Now, nine times out of 10, they're going to be operating from a position of fear. Fear mm -hmm. is demonstrated by fight, flight, or freeze, or rationalizing. Are they saying, but, because they're rationalizing an excuse for something. You cannot really help somebody who has fear if you're implementing fear. So if they're argumentative about something, think about your kids. You know, they, they're in trouble or they're angry or whatever. You can't go in and just yell at them. Right. Okay, so that's attacking fear with fear. That's fight with fight. What happens? Nothing good, right? Mm -hmm. But if if you assess and align, you can only align love with fear. You can't align fear with fear because then all you're doing is perpetuating the fear. You're making it worse. So you look at fear mongering. Fear mongering mm -hmm. gathers people who align fear with fear, makes it worse. So all you're doing is creating more tension, and you're making the matter worse instead of helping the matter. So you have to align with their fear by deploying your love into that. So you may come up to somebody who's afraid of something and say, you know, I love your passion for this. I love your perspective on this. And they're like, what? What are you talking about? 
but you're aligning with them. So now you're in a calm conversation with them or you're in a conversation with them to begin with. And it's not a fighting conversation. It's an alignment conversation. You're acknowledging where they're at and what they're doing and their feelings on this whole situation. Hmm. Yeah, so, I, I, I think it's interesting because as a creative, um, one of the things I always try to do with my team members, uh, you know, on the cr- creative side of things, is I always try to find something that's really good or positive that I like about what they're doing before I mentioned uh, mentioned the things that I'd like to correct or change about what they're doing. Uh, so I can always lead with that because I think as a, as you know humans, we instantly get defensive if someone comes at us defensive. You know, if if I come at somebody with just this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, then instantly their guard goes up. But if I come alongside them and, and say, oh, this is right, I like this, I like this, and then come with, well, but let's change this and let's maybe try to do something different here, that just always seems to go a lot better. Exactly. So did you see the difference there between coming at them with fear, mm-hmm. fight, flight, or freeze? You can't you can't go after, you know, and, and if you go after flight with flight, everybody's running from the problem, <laughs> yeah. okay? freeze nothing gets solved because everybody's standing around looking at each other mm-hmm. nobody's solving a problem they're scared you're scared nothing happens fight all you have is you're building rage yeah so um but but you came after you looked at it and you said okay how do i come alongside and help love is unconditional giving it's it's acknowledging and it's giving so you you know when you look at it from that perspective there's really not a problem you can't solve with love now, it might take longer in some circumstances. I'm not saying this is a magic wand, but the reality is this is the gate to get there. You have to cross through this gate because if you don't and you just put up fear against fear, you're not getting anywhere. It's just the way it is. So right. you, I, I think I interrupted you, but the, the five-step process. We've got self-awareness. Okay. Taking notice. We have self-regulation, which is yep. assessing and assigning. Then we have motivation. Okay. Okay. So now we've aligned... Now we have to channel our energy to reach goals. So we've gotten people alongside us or we're alongside them. Mm-hmm. Let's get in the same direction and move together and channel that energy to reach goals. Because they're really what people want when they're in a challenge, they want to find a solution, right? So yeah. you just came up and you're like, hey, I think we can get a solution together. Let's go. And that's where you move together. And then the fourth one is empathy. Okay. Watching for a reaction. Because you're going to have these this ebb and flow of emotion going on here. This ebb and flow of emotion. Empathy's number 4 there, and then number 5 is social skills. Social skills have to do with communicating and setting expectations. If you have trust and transparency and communication, expectations are clear and there's no surprises. So people know where they've been, where they're at and where they're going. And they also need to understand. And you know what? Some things may change on this, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. We'll get there together. That really in and of itself is a great five-step process for going through problem solving through emotional intelligence. Okay. So part one, we got the mindset that that matters, you know. That's where we yep. start with our mindset. Yep. Then gaining emotional intelligence, which five steps to to get at that is self awareness, self regulation, motivation, empathy, social skills. Yep. And then what's our third part? 
Well, before we get to our third part, I just want to make a statement about emotional intelligence because this is incredibly important. Mm-hmm. Leaders with strong emotional intelligence have up to a 20 to 30% positive impact on the performance of a company. Hmm. Leaders that have no emotional intelligence are shooting themselves in the foot by not implementing this emotional intelligence. It, it reduces the bottom line of the company. Hmm. It's the reality. So to be a good leader, to maximize the performance of your company, you have to have emotional intelligence. You cannot just be that rigid, not empathetic, mm-hmm. doesn't My care about the highway. Feet. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. So next part, part three, emotional maturity. Hmm. Emotional maturity. You see the trend in leadership here? You're leading yourself to lead other people. Yeah. Seems like a lot of self-evaluation here. Am I emotionally intelligent? Am I emotionally mature? Do I have a good mindset? We haven't even started talking about anybody else yet. Exactly. But the reality is you're not forcing people, you're influencing people. Mm -hmm. And and they want to know that somebody, you know, has the right attitude, that somebody cares about them. So those are the first two. And emotional maturity is seeking to fix problems and accepting accountability for your actions. So really, this is about the action and decision management that you're making in order to get things done. Let's just let's put it in two words, choice management, okay? Choice management. So how do you manage your choices as a leader, Mark? And this is, this is kind of a fun game to play with yourself. You have to ask yourself, am I emotionally mature? So emotionally mature people are specific in their choices and decisions. And that may be saying no to more things than you say yes to. You hear you hear a lot of really key business leaders saying, I say no to a thousand things for every one thing I say yes to. That is some serious emotional maturity. And it's not just that flippant where you're like, no, 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 no. It's that you are very calculated in how you align your priorities and your decisions. In, in life, we have big decisions to make. So if you say yes to something, you're saying no to all the other things that that takes up the time of. And emotional maturity helps you recognize, prioritize what needs to be done and give you the strength to say no to other things. So if you had five friends call you and say, hey, Mark, why don't you come over and watch the game? Which one do you pick? Or if you're sitting there and your kid's at the kitchen table scratching their head going, I need some help with my homework. Now you have six things that you need to decide amongst Right. And I think this is a big one as far as achieving our goals, right? Is having the emotional maturity. Uh, If you have a weight goal, uh, well, the emotional maturity would be to say no to that double cheeseburger. (laughs) Or if you want to, you know, sleep more, which a lot of people lack good, good sleep. It's like, okay, choosing not to watch Netflix and going to bed. So I think this is definitely one that, uh, Mark, I love what you just said, buddy. I I love those two examples. You know why? Because the perfect example of emotional maturity is your day planner, your daily calendar. Because you can put things on your calendar all day long, but do you choose to go do those things and do them in a focused manner? Or it might be like you're prospecting for new clients. Okay, you get on Facebook and you're thumb surfing on Facebook and you're like, all right, I prospected for an hour. No, you didn't. It's the same as, you know, like you just mentioned, you go to a restaurant and maybe their portions are designed to feed a full, you know, a family of four and you order the big dinner plate and you look at it and you're like, oh my gosh, I got to eat all that. I mean, 
what decision are you going to make there? Have right. a little portion control discipline and be emotionally mature. It's, it's like other people saying, um, I'm going to set 10 goals this year. Now, what are those 10 goals? Be specific. I've seen a lot of people say, let's talk about one I, I like to talk about a lot. Video. Okay. Mm-hmm. You want to put video in your business. I'm going to make some videos. I mean, no, that's not it. I'm going to make a video a day that I'm going to put out on Facebook every single day for a week. I mean, that's a pretty specific goal. Yeah. You can even get deeper in it and say, it's going to be about this and it's going to be this long and it's going to have me in it or whatever it might be. But the reality is the more vague you are, the more emotionally immature you are. And that's not mean, meant to be insulting to anybody, yeah. but the reality is vague people are non-committal, and that's a deep demonstration of how emotionally mm. mature they are. So you got yeah. I mean you, you gotta take a look at that and figure that out because people do not want to follow you if you're emotionally immature. And that is not a conscious thing that a lot of people think about. Man, I'm so glad this is a two-part series because I feel like just on these three pieces alone, someone can really just reflect and uh, listen back on this and say, all right, wh- where do I land on each one of these things? So, okay. so let's give them some homework, Mark. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's What's the homework for this, for this week so until next episode? For the, the three parts here are mindset matters. Mindset is your attitude and your values. The, the second piece is emotional intelligence, which is how do you understand other people's emotions and yours and control your emotions to help with theirs. And a third one is emotional maturity, otherwise known as choice management. So I, everybody needs to write down those those three topics mm-hmm. and where you're at and what you need to do to improve on those. Because we have three more key leadership principles coming up next week. Sure. And these, these traits are so important in your in your leadership development and how people view you that they will notice them when you start adjusting them and it's so much fun to improve your leadership and help other people by deploying these things so that's your uh, that's your challenge between now and next week work on your mindset your emotional intelligence and your emotional maturity make sure you uh, reach out to us and let us know how those things are coming along And uh, I think we'll see you next week, won't we, Mark? That's right. Hey, guys, thanks so much for listening to Start With a Win. If you'd like to ask Adam a question, leave us a message at 888-581-4430. And don't forget to go into iTunes and subscribe. Write a review and rate the show. It helps us get the word out and reach more people. And hey, for more great content, head over to startwithawin.com. Follow Adam on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And remember, start with a win. Start with a win.